Hi, I'm Damon Fairless, host of Hunting Warhead from CBC Podcasts and the Norwegian newspaper VG. Hunting Warhead follows a global team of police and journalists as they attempt to dismantle a massive network of predators on the dark web. Winner of the grand prize for best investigative reporting at the New York festivals and recommended by The Guardian, Vulture, and The Globe and Mail, you can find Hunting Warhead on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. New York City has many holiday traditions. The lighting of the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center, the ball drop on New Year's Eve in Times Square. And now, some New Yorkers have adopted another tradition. Or should I say tradition? It's tortière, the humble meat pie Quebecers serve on Christmas Eve. And yes, as a proud Quebecer, it's also a Kelly family tradition in my home as well. Husband and wife restaurateur Hugues Dufour and Sarah O'Brites are the owners of M. Wells in Queens, which has consistently ranked as one of the best restaurants in New York. Well, they started baking and selling tortière for the holidays more than a decade ago. Hugues Dufour is from Alma, Quebec, and that's where we have reached him. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. For folks who don't know Alma, Alma is in the heart of, of the Lac-Saint-Jean region. It's the heart of Quebec nationalism. I mean, this is Pirlen. This is the old stock Quebecer. So tell me just, what was Tourtière like in the Dufour home growing up? So the Tourtière at my home, or the Tourtière growing up, it has nothing to do with the one that I got to experience later moving Montreal in the early age. We're talking about more like a deep dish with cute potatoes, game meat often, sometimes bone marrow that would be buried at the bottom of it. And it's just covered with a thick pie dough that then is going to be covered in broth. The dough would fall apart and build back up with like all the greases and like the juice from the meat. Did you consider tortière a delicacy in your home? Not really. It, it's something that marks the gathering. And uh, sometimes it would be uh, a dish that we would enjoy in summer as well. I remember having picnics with my grandparents. But my grandmother would wrap the tortière in a big turkey pan and uh, wrapped with uh, a towel. And we would have a picnic enjoying tortière in the heart of summer. It always meant gathering for sure. And then when it comes to the holidays, uh, that's where like the game uh, would come into play. The game meat and the tortière, a little fancier, right? So what, what made you decide to start selling tortière in Queens? For me, it was always the meeting of two culture. It's like, that's, that's where we really agree on things. The tortière being like the, the French shape of that dish and the meat pie being like the English part of it. Mm. I think it was a, a beautiful mix of both cultures. And uh, it was something, to be honest, that Sarah, my wife, was like, because uh, she had worked a little bit with us at the Sugar Shack when we were making like tons of them. At the time, she had a company, a meat distributing company, and they would have samples from farmers and stuff. And at the end of the year, they would have to clean the, the freezer chest. So uh, she would bring tons of meat at home and she's like, why don't we uh, do a meat pie like you guys do in Quebec? And I think we can sell that. And like we were on the midst of like thinking about getting married. And it's like, well, maybe we can sell that and get uh, get some money to so we can pay for a wedding and stuff like this. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I had just moved. Uh, I had no job uh, at the time. So I just started to make meat pies 
in their little uh, kitchen in Long Island City. And, and, what, and tell uh, me about that. I mean, how many meat pies were you making in a little kitchen? That year we made probably close to, I would say, 200 meat pies. Wow. Even maybe a little more. So, But like, uh, it was crazy because we, we started around Thanksgiving. Like, I was rolling dough on my little kitchen table all afternoon, you know, trying to stop at a certain time just to let people sleep. But I, I was convinced that people would have thought because they had just seen me uh, moved in. Uh, they had thought like we were having sex all day because the, the little table would bang against the wall as I was rolling <laughs> down the dough. <laughs> but but making it making it is one thing and, and selling it is another. So so tell me about that. How how did New Yorkers take to Tortier? Were they familiar with the the Quebec tradition of meat pie? I would say somewhere uh, you would have like Canadian that would have like had that right. growing up, uh, had moved early on or the second generations. Like, you know, my mom used to bring that and then like they stopped because they couldn't find ingredients or like, you know, like, this kind of tradition that was there, but like was losing it. And then uh, to be honest, like at first Sarah had like cause of her company, she had like a, uh, a small mailing list we just planted the seed like what would you think about that uh, and then like people would buy it like that just by over the phone uh, yeah i'd like to have a, a meat pie blah, blah, blah. and um, that was also responsible for me getting to know the, the new york better as well so i would also fit like five to six meat pie in my backpack and then go around town to deliver them and I would stay with people. Sometimes they wouldn't invite me over a drink and stuff and like I would tell my story. And uh, like that, very slowly, it became to be some sort of a private club, you know, and right. the meat pie every year because it was, it was good. It was made by Anne, made with love. And, and what, do your, what do your customers tell you? What do they think about it, especially the, the people who would be less familiar with the with, uh, Tortier? What's the feedback you're getting? I think it makes sense in America. And I, it's a little bit like, you know, you cut a slice. You can eat it with your fork, but you can hold it in your hand like you would, you would with a hamburger. It is something you can share. We started around Thanksgiving because it makes so much sense. You, you bring that and you're the year of the night. From year to year, it's different. Uh, it depends on what we have on and what, what makes sense sometimes there's rabbits sometimes they're deer sometimes we have like pork and and smoked turkey mm. it it really depends there's always that surprise um and funny i had a friend that kept i think like six different vintages in her freezer and uh she would cook the one from the year before uh, always buy, and she buys two every year, and she cooks the one from the year before and the current one to compare, and they last for a long time. And just like I could put a vintage on it. You know? oh, well, I, I I went on your website before before this interview just to take a look, and uh, right. I, I, it looks. I can tell you this: the picture of it looks delicious. I want to be a member of this club. So, tell me more. <laughs> like you, you started making these things. How many will you have made by December twenty fourth this year? Uh, this year, um, about 600 pies wow. uh, for this year, which is like, and then it, it's it's an ongoing thing. I think this this year, because we had like an article in New Yorker and stuff, hopefully it's going to be all winter long. I want to stop when people stop ordering them. And we have to say that during the pandemic years, when we only had a, um, the takeout and stuff, we made closer to 5,000. Wow. And, and you're making these all 
everything is by hand. Yes. Now, now we're no longer rolling the dough by hand. Okay. We have like a we have a dough sheeter, so <laughs> that saves a lot of time. And you mix it up every year as well, which I guess also keeps the the interest going. And what's it what's it going to be like this year? Now you serve your torchier with uh, I read this with cranberry ketchup, and yeah. I've never tried that. I want to be a member of that club as well. Where where did that recipe <laughs> come from? I mean, that's an old recipe that I found. Like, I mean, I would say even like the Rider Digest back in the days. Uh, and then like I've, this recipe get modified and lost a bunch of times and retaught. I don't even know if it could be traceable to the original one at some point. But more and more every year, like uh, even though it's it's cranberry based, it gets the taste more and more like Heinz ketchup mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for some uh, strange reason. But that's what that's um, what I serve my torture with is with ketchup, and I yeah. and I feel like it's a bit of an amateur move here. So I, if I add the cranberry, it makes me feel a little bit more elegant somehow. Yeah, no, probably, but I, I wouldn't say between you and I, and probably a couple of other people. <laughs> uh, there's, it's not a sacrilege to me to even serve Heinz uh, over over the pie like this. It's, it's you know, it, it hits all the notes that you want: the acidity, uh, you know, a little sugar aspect to it. I wouldn't punish myself over this. Oh my God! I thank you so much because I always felt <laughs> like I, I was really kind of slumming it by putting the ketchup on, but now I feel better because I've got a Michelin star chef who's telling me that it's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, and and tell me a lot of people when they think about um, Quebecois food, they'll they'll immediately think about poutine, which kind of drives me crazy. But that's the way that people like Perfect. to think, because people love poutine. But but what about the importance of tourtière just to Quebec gastronomy? The meat pie, I mean, I would compare that. I think, like I said, the cassoulet earlier, and I think it's probably a little bit of the same, where, like, it defines uh, the Quebec at large, but you have very distinct uh, differences in every region and stuff, and everyone brings their little grain of salt to it. I think that's the beauty of it. I would be sad if they would get to nationalize that dish and have, like, a recipe for everyone, you know? It's the beauty of, like... It goes all over. Do you deliver to Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. No, yeah, a lot I of wish, people ask I me wish to, to deliver every One yeah. last thing. After you've made, you know, every season where you make hundreds of these uh, meat pies for your, for your customers, do you eat one on Christmas Eve or are you sick of them by then? I do. And sometimes, not necessarily on Christmas Eve, proper but sometimes i feel like bringing one home and trying like secretly what they're they're all about and sometimes like way after everybody had already told me hey wow they're very good this year it's always a pleasure sitting down and having the thing it makes perfect sense and you're right it brings people together Hugues, um, it does a pleasure talking to you uh joyeux noel merry christmas to you uh, likewise joyeux noel à toi mark Hugues Dufour and his wife, Sarah O'Brites, are the owners of M. Wells in Queens, New York. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.